Good morning, Grace Cove. Good. What a privilege it is to be here this morning with you. Just to start things off, I'd like to just thank the leadership and eldership team, Craig and Colette, Richard and Lindsay, Wawa and Zandi, for this opportunity. And yeah, just really thank you guys for all that you're doing for this church. It often goes so, yeah, I'll let the eldership do it. I'll let them make the decisions. So I only want to say, well done, guys. Thank you for what you're doing for the church, for the people here. Because, guys, trust me, these guys are incredible. And then to all the volunteers, life group leaders, the team at the back, sound guys, TV, the AV and all of that, the all-star teachers, youth leaders, the worship leaders, musos. Guys, I just want to say, this is just the beginning. Feedback in here. This is just the beginning. So stay involved. Stay plugged in. And if you aren't involved, get involved. Get stuck in. Because you don't want to miss out. You don't want to miss out. Because I believe that as we're building here, we're doing all these incredible things, that God is building and moving things around in our hearts and in our lives. In each and every one of us here at Grace Cove. Because he's preparing something that he wants to do through the church and through you. Don't miss out, guys. Don't miss out. So the title of this morning is Ordinary to Extraordinary. Uh, yeah. How can ordinary people, that's, that's us by the way, we ordinary, <laughs> live extraordinary lives for Jesus? So we're going to start off by reading this morning. So if you have your Bibles here, let's open up to Daniel. It's always good to read your Bible at church, also at home. But <laughs> So Daniel chapter 3. So we're going to read this story. And this is the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, where, yeah, we'll read what happens. <laughs> Don't want to spoil it. So... Daniel chapter 3 from verse 8. Let's get an amen when you guys are there. Yeah, we can read it together. Amen, amen. <laughs> so, from Daniel chapter 3 from verse 8. At this time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, May the king live forever. Your majesty has issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, must fall down and worship the image of God, and that whoever believes, whoever sorry, and that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace. Hmm. But there are some Jews who you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, Your Majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up? Now, when you hear the sound of the horn flute, Zathaliah, harp pipe, and all kinds of music. 
if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God <laughs> will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. How is that response? King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude towards them changed. He ordered the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Must be cooking. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Can you picture that? Can you imagine that? Are you playing this scene out in your head? Then, King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, Weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, Certainly, your majesty. He said, Look. I see four men walking around in there, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, the fire that burnt the guys, the soldiers making it and killed them, by the way, came out of the fire and the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched. There was not even smell of fire on them. How insane is that story? How incredible. Three ordinary lads standing firm. Refusing to worship any other thing but to worship God. So we're going to look at a few key points that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego showed that made these ordinary men extraordinary. So the first thing is relationship with God. First and foremost, it begins with the relationship with the king. It says in verse 17, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it 
and he will deliver us from your majesty hand. The God we serve, the God we worship, that shows that there's a relationship there between them and God. Begins with the relationship. John 14 verse 6 says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Except through him. John 3.16, well-known passage. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Save the world through him. When we are in relationship with God, it's all about relationship. Christianity is not religion. It's relationship. It's relationship. In our relationship with our King, when we surrender ourselves, when we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us, to lead us, wherever and whatever that might be, He gives us the courage and the strength to step out, just as ordinary people stepping into His extraordinary. Jesus wants you, He wants a relationship with you. Secondly, where is your identity? In, in verse 16, it says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. That stood out for me. How is that response? Hey? We do, talking to the king, the king, we do not need to defend ourselves against you. Their confidence and their knowledge in God and knowing that God is far greater than what this king is making himself out to be, trying to exalt himself by making all these people bow at his feet. But no, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew their identity was in Christ. They knew that they served one God. They had a secure identity and that identity was in God and their identity was God for us friends when we go into a relationship with God when we give our lives to Jesus we are a new creation it says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 therefore if anyone is in Christ the new creation has come the old has gone the new is here. The old has gone. Your past is gone. Because what we're stepping into is far greater than what we've stepped out of. We are no longer who we used to be, guys. We are children of God. We are child of the King. He calls us a son, calls us a daughter. Can we just grasp that for a moment? 
the creator of all the earth, the universe and everything in it, calls you his. Calls you a son. Calls you a daughter. Calls you his masterpiece. We're no longer bound to sin, for we are a new creation through Christ Jesus. And when we, when we realize that we are children of God, because we are, our identity is no longer what we think of ourselves, no longer of what we're trying to do, but our identity is in Christ and His plans and what He says about us. And He says that we are chosen. He says that we are called. We are loved. There is a plan and a purpose for our lives. So why don't we walk in that? Why don't we walk in that every day? Knowing that. Because that's our new position. Back home, back at the youth, there used to be an illustration of, this is our old life, and this is where we are in Christ now. No longer going back to our old self. It also says in the Bible, like going back to your old life is like a dog eating its vomit. Hey? Hey? Let's not be doing that, friends. Let's daily take up our cross because we are a child of God. We are a child of the King. Us ordinary people doing extraordinary things for Jesus. Our identity and who we are is secure in Jesus alone. We are children of the King, guys. I am a child of God. Say that this morning. Say that with me. I am a child of God. Come on. It's no longer I, but Christ who lives in me. Come on. Our next point is faith and deeds. In James 2 verse 14 it says, In the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. So here we see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, their actions backed their faith. Because they trusted, they believed in God. They didn't keep it to themselves. They just like, didn't, yes Lord, I believe in you. But then act a different way. They stood firm. They stood firm and they believed and stood by their faith and they didn't worship this idol that this king wanted them to. From the place of surrender, remember earlier we spoke on relationship and surrendering, through that when we walk in faith and when we walk in obedience, we fulfill what the Lord wants us to do as the Holy Spirit leads us. When we walk in faith, let's remember faith and deeds. The actions. Oh, lost my train of thought there, sorry. Faith and deeds. <laughs> James 2 verse 24 says, you see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. 
Have you got faith? Have you got faith this morning? I want to ask you, what are you doing about it? It's simple. The Bible is clear in Matthew 28. Therefore, go. Therefore, go. That's an action. Go. Make disciples of every nation. That starts here. That starts at home, in our church, in our street, in our community. Telling people your testimony, telling people of how good God is, how bad we once were. But thank you, Jesus, that you so lovingly and so graciously gave yourself so that we can be with him again. We sung of the goodness of God earlier. Because in this relationship, it's all about Jesus. He gave us everything for us. He gave his body, the bread that we spoke of earlier. The bread that was broken. He gave us everything. What will we do? How will we live for him? Ordinary people. Just ordinary people. The next point is community. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Not just one person there. Community. So there's a group of friends, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel. They were a group of friends. They all had the same goal, same intentions, and the same beliefs. Surround yourself with people with the same thing. They hold each other accountable. Because I'm almost certain if it was just one person, they wouldn't have stepped up in front of the king. Eh? But because they were in community with the same goal, with the same beliefs, as we said, they could stand up with each other. That's why we've got life groups. That's why there's youth on a Friday. To create that community, where we because we don't walk this journey alone, friends. The people we constantly surround ourselves with has an impact on the person we become, positively and negatively, friends. In one Corinthians fifteen verse thirty three, it says, "Bad company corrupts good character." Bad company corrupts good character. In Ecclesiastes 4 verse 12, it says, Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Community, fellowship, so important, friends. When we get to keep each other accountable, being there for each other when we're going through things, when we're going through hard times, knowing someone's praying for you, knowing that you are praying for them. Community, community, community. And lastly, I'm going to ask a question. Will you face the flame? Will you face the flame? Have you got a relationship 
with God. Do you know who you are? Where is your identity? Have you got faith? And what are we doing about it? Are you at the place where you can boldly stand in front of the king and tell them, no, 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 I'm not going to do that, knowing that you'll be thrown into the fire, knowing that there will be consequences, knowing that friends might leave you, knowing that people might not like you anymore. Are you in that place? Even if it costs us, because it will, Jesus told us, it cost him, it cost him his life. What are we doing about it? Are we willing to stand up as ordinary people to do extraordinary things for Jesus? Are we willing to face the flame? To daily take up our cross. Daily surrendering to ourselves. Putting ourselves down and surrendering ourselves to the King. Because in that place, when we walk in faith and obedience, that's where we go in the extraordinary as I ask the band to please come up as we go into a song. If you're sitting here and you feel something is stirring up inside of you, feeling something is the Holy Spirit working inside of you, you've heard what we've said today. Are we going to face the flame? We're going to face the flame. So as we go into the next song, I'm going to open up an opportunity for if you haven't given your life to Christ, we'd love to pray with you. We'd love to pray with you. If you've gone astray, the Lord is calling you home. The Lord is calling you home. Just as when Jesus called Peter to take that step out of the boat to walk on water. Peter's eyes were fixed on Jesus and he was walking on water. But the incredible thing is, when he started, when he fell into the water, Jesus didn't leave him. He pulled him back and brought him out of there. So when I open up a space... If you want to give your heart, if you want to recommit your life, we'd love to pray with you. Can we just pray together? Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you that you love us, Father. Thank you that you gave your everything for us, Lord. That you gave your one and only Son that we can be reconciled with you. Lord, I pray that what we've heard today would stir inside of us 
that us ordinary people can boldly step into your extraordinary may we take that step eyes fixed on you knowing that you will always be there